When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome into Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. We have Declan Goff in the house here. Before we dive into an alternate reality episode of Purple Daily, thanks to everyone who has given us a five-star rating or review on the Purple Daily podcast feed. Apple is the best spot to give ratings, or if you listen on a platform that allows you to give ratings, it helps us spread the word about the show, keep the score north, dream alive, and connect with advertisers if you give the show a positive review. Uh, Also, click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash score north daily Vikings content. And gentlemen... We like to go back in time and play out different scenarios in reverse or sideways. And Mm -hmm. so let's call this an alternate reality edition of Purple Daily. You guys sort of stumbled into this conversation on the Mackie and Judd Happy Hour podcast. No, the Apple af- Spotify. The after show. The after show. The after show. Okay. Not to not to be confused. So you guys weren't we're drinking at work. Okay. Not, yet. <laughs> not yet. We never drink at work. We just drink online. That's right. So set up this alternate reality for us here, if you will. So this actually came uh, on the show. I think it was last Tuesday, Declan. And I think you brought it up originally. And and it was what? It was Culpepper or Teddy in the alternate reality, if they don't get injured, and, and this is open for interpretation. Yeah. But my interpretation was if they don't get hurt and things continue to go swimmingly for them sure. as Viking quarterbacks, my interpretation was let's play that out through the years that would have come then for them. So in, Interesting. Da- in Dante's world, Brad gets, Childress gets the job here. Um, Brad sees Dante as his franchise QB, which he, by the way, did. And Dante continues to play with a good knee uh, into 2006 for Brad and continues on until basically in the alternate reality world, you say he stops. Or in Teddy's case, Teddy doesn't get hurt at the end of training camp in 2000. What was that? 16 or 15, 16? 16. Yeah, 16. And Teddy continues to play and he play and he's the quarterback in 2017 with a very special Vikings team. And so Dex and I both weighed in on how we thought that would have gone and who we thought might have actually won or gone to a Super Bowl. But since we gave our opinions, I'd be curious to hear yours in the alternate reality universe of what could have been with Dante Culpepper and Theodore okay. Bridgewater. All right. the, and I, the floor is yours. And I I love this question because... Give Declan credit. Nice job. Thank you. Nice job with that one, Not Dex. only I need positive reinforcement. Appreciate Sports it. Sports son, I'm very proud of him. Thank you. Let's start with the healthy Teddy angle here from 
2015 through 2019 is the stretch that we're talking about, and he's still in his prime. And we're finally going to get to see healthy starting quarterback Teddy in Carolina just to sort of see, all right, is he a franchise quarterback? Is he not? And 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 maybe we can stop arguing about this. But I think Bridgewater is a rich man's Alex Smith. Al- think of Alex Smith at his best. And I think Bridgewater would have been that much earlier than Alex. Like, it took Alex Smith like seven years to even figure out really how to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And some of it was bad infrastructure in San Francisco and you know, once Jim Harbaugh came along and then Andy Reid comes along in Kansas City, like now he's got, you know, people make fun of Jim Harbaugh, but like Jim Harbaugh did a damn good job for four years with San Francisco and turned Alex Smith into a franchise guy and then Colin Kaepernick, et cetera. So I think all of the different attributes Alex Smith has, I think Teddy Bridgewater has them as well and maybe even more of them. I think Bridgewater is reliable. His main focus is on not making a mistake, just like Alex Smith. So he's not going to get out there and just like sabotage a game for you. Mm-hmm. Not that he's not going to throw an interception or fumble, but like Bridgewater is not going to pull a Jameis Winston on you or a Brett Favre and just like go rogue and throw six interceptions because you felt like gunslinging on that day, right? Now, on the other side, he's not going to be the guy that goes out there necessarily and puts a team on his back like Tom Brady or like Russell Wilson is forced to do in the fourth quarters. Also, Alex Smith and Teddy Bridgewater both share a little bit of clutch gene. If you look at Bridgewater on third down, fourth quarters, small sample size, but Bridgewater has some winning DNA and clutch gene in him that Kirk Cousins hasn't had as much of in his career. Alex Smith, go look at some of his playoff performances. I mean, that dude, 14 touchdowns in the playoffs, two interceptions, big win in San Francisco to put the 49ers into uh, the Super Bowl in 2012 couple big wins and big offensive performances in Kansas. So I, I just think Alex Smith, Teddy Bridgewater, kind of the same guy. If you had that type of a quarterback in, let's say, either 2017 NFC title game against the Eagles or last year, let's say, in San Francisco, mm-hmm. would those games have been different? Mm-hmm. I don't think the San Francisco game is different last year. And I don't think Kirk Cousins is like, like Kirk Cousins wasn't able to overcome defensive pressure the way that maybe a mobile quarterback would. And Bridgewater's not that mobile. Um, I don't think that game is very different. I do think the 2017 NFC Championship game is very different. This is where I went. That defense was bad in that game for the Vikings. Yep. But that game started off so well. Adam Thielen scored the touchdown, right? Or was it Rudolph? Rudolph. One of those guys scored the touchdown the first drive. Kyle Rudolph. White guy with yellow gloves. Like one of those guys scored the touchdown in the first drive. Bigger white guy. And then the Vikings gave the game right back to Philadelphia yep. with a boneheaded interception by Case Keenum. Yep. And Keenum had a magical year and it was a great first drive, but that interception was so bad. Like fading backwards, just throws a, a prayer pass, arm gets batted. Like cross, cross field, basically. No reason to throw that pass. Yep. Eagles pick it off, run it back the other way, and the momentum and the game shifts. Teddy Bridgewater does not throw that interception. Yeah. If if that interception is not thrown, do the Vikings go down on that drive and even kick a field? Do they go up ten to nothing in that game? I'm 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 not guaranteeing that they would have won, and I do think that that team gets beat by the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But I think they get to the Super Bowl if they don't throw that interception. So, alternate reality: if Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback, okay, we. Does he have the same statistics that Case Keenum has that season? I don't know. I know that he doesn't throw that interception in that spot. So I will say that. Basically, we came to the, I believe, 
on Teddy the exact same conclusion. 2000, and in fact, of both the guys that we're talking about here, the season and the one situation that gets altered the most is that game. Yeah. Like there's no, I couldn't find a Culpepper equivalent, but I do think that when we're talking about that season and that game and the fact that Mike Zimmer spent that whole season trying to tell you people, this is coming. Something bad is coming. I can seriously. He basically was was airing a warning sign after every game, and and the and Gosh. I know that Keenum's arm got hit, but the interception that got returned for the touchdown in Philadelphia was what Mike feared. That's not Teddy. Yeah, I think that that team. I'm with you. That game is different, and that team alternate reality makes the Super Bowl. So what? Ha- I'm just I'm just going through the the box score again here for that game. So the Vikings jump out. 25-yard touchdown pass to Kyle Rudolph. They're rocking and rolling. The uh, the Eagles come back, and they go, well, they get a first down, but then they go three and out right afterwards. Yeah. So Vikings get the ball back. There's six minutes to go in the first quarter. They're they're <sighs> midfield at this point. They're at the 43-yard well, line. Great shape right this now. This is hurting. <laughs> and, he, and he throws up this pass to Adam Thielen. Patrick Robinson picks it off at the 50. Like, they were rolling, man. I sound like John Gruden. They yeah. were rolling. Yep. And uh, Case Keenum just makes a dumb pass in that spot. Do so. they win a Super Bowl if Teddy ne- never gets hurt? I can't, like, here's the problem. From 2015 through 2019, the Vikings have been pretty good. Like, they've, yes. they've never been below 500. Their two worst seasons were 8-7-1 and one but and 8-8. Remember, eight eight. But remember, the one thing that you can surmise accurately is this. For a good portion of that time, he remains on his rookie contract. That's true. And so you can go hog wild outside in free agency for a time period if you want. Not now, now. 2017, though, would he st- would he have been on the last year of that rookie contract? So he got drafted in what, 2013? 14, I believe, right? He, well, 15, was the, 15 was, the, was the Sam Bradford year. So 13 and 14 no, 16, were his 16 two. Was 16 was. Okay. 16 was Bradford. 15 was the second year, right? Four, okay. five, six, seven. It would have been his fourth year. Okay. And the fifth-year option gets exercised, which isn't yeah. as cheap as the other four years, but it's still it's, quarterback it's, paid cheap. Yeah, I'm just saying that yeah, it, right. it, would have altered, it would have altered at least for a while your salary cap situation. I, it's very interesting. I think it's also important, too, because a lot of people, when we had the conversation, said, what are you talking about? Dante won, almost won an MVP award in 2004. Teddy never came close. And that's not what we were arguing. It was the the unknown of Teddy and him hopefully taking the next step in 2016 and beyond that alternate reality and also could you put Dante Culpepper's peak performance so 2004 could you plop it into even 2016-17 on that team and I think they win the Super Bowl too that's another reality but I think Dante's game where he was in 2004 was relevant to quarterback play in 2020. Yeah, he, well, Dante Culpepper, if not for Peyton Manning going bonkers and breaking the record, Dante Culpepper had an MVP season in 2004, which brings me to my next yes. answer to your yes. dual alternate realities here, okay? Love it. So we'd be talking about a healthy Dante Culpepper from like 2006 through 2012. Yeah, is sort of what I ho- surmise here. Hopefully, yeah. So, so he was 28 years old when he went down with a knee injury. Yep. So let's say that doesn't happen. So I'm I'm talking about ages like 29 through 35 as the Vikings starting quarterback. So he would have been the Vikings starting quarterback for like a decade plus. 06 through like 2011, 2012. Dante from 2000 through 2004 already had great offensive infrastructure. He had Randy Moss at his peak. 
pretty damn good offensive line. That team never had a problem scoring points, even even though their defense was a disaster, right? I mean, like in the in the peak of the Dante era, oh three, oh four, oh four was the big season. Four team had yeah. They scored points with the best teams in the NFL, and it was just like their secondary was trash. They couldn't get after the quarterback. Yep, and they just. They just weren't able to hold leads. Like they had to score thirty-one points just to have a chance to win a game in some of those seasons. So I don't. I, here's the thing: like if you get to the Brad Childress era, West Coast offense, so different offense. Randy Moss is still gone. Yes. Yeah. Your wider, everything stays the same. He's just your quarterback. Bobby Wade is like your best wide receiver in two thousand seven. Yep. So you're you're and the offensive line was pretty damn good throughout that period. You had Bryant yes. McKinney, Matt Burke. Like they had some good Hutch. offensive linemen. Yep. Steve Hutchinson. So. Offensive line would have been good. But he gets Peterson. Wide receivers were gone. He gets Peterson. I mean, there's just some interesting factors here. Boy, and then he, and then he gets Jared Allen, the Williams wall. Right, your defense goes nine. up a notch. So so ultimately, the question is, would Dante Culpepper, between 2006 and 2012, have taken the Vikings further than Brett Favre did in 2009? And my answer is no. All right. He does not. If you swap out Dante Culpepper... No injury, playing at his best. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Vikings get to that game. Like I think Brett Favre was just a better quarterback in 2009 than Dante could have been even at his peak. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that's interesting to explore, on the rollout to the right, Brett Favre throws across his body. The St. Detroit man, it's the Super Bowl. Hat tip to our friend Paul. Yeah, Dante Culpepper just runs for 15 yards and trucks a linebacker for a first down, and the Vikings kick a field goal and go to the Super Bowl. Hopefully he doesn't fumble. He did have... He may have fumbled. He might have small fumbled. Hands, he may have small fumbled. hands. That's right. Fumbled. Hands, small hands. But Dante rolls out to the right yeah, and sees right. open pastures. He ain't passing up open pastures. Right. He's running for a first down, and the Vikings kick a field goal. Would he but have had them in that spot? But are they there? I don't think they are. So I would say the better chance to win a Super Bowl would have been Teddy Bridgewater 2007. But... The prospect of having a franchise quarterback for like 10 plus years and seeing the Dante thing play out would have also been interesting. I just don't know if they would like the 08 team is another example. The 08 team went 10 and six. Mm-hmm. They had T Jack and Gus Ferrat as the quarterbacks. Right. If you put Dante Culpepper in that mix, do they go 11 and five, 12 and four? Do they go further? These are fun. Yeah, this is fun exercise. They beat uh, the Eagles. Th- they beat the. Dante Culpepper, Oakland Raiders that year oh. in 2008. That's where <laughs> yeah, I was that's going. Like, if we go through this alternate reality, is it like Back to the Future where like you, yeah. you, you have to avoid the other incarnations Butterfly of Dante effects. Culpepper with the Detroit Lions the issue that I've, Dolphins? I, now, if, if Childers had been more uh, flexible with how he ran his offense, though, I think Culpepper, if he played for him, would have had a better chance. But Brad was so wedded to his West Coast philosophies that I think that there, there would have been immediate friction because I don't think Brad would have let Dante be Dante, which would have just chucked the ball down him. the field, baby. You yeah. know, Teddy, T- Teddy was such a good fit for what the Vikings were doing at that time. Yeah, and the Vikings certainly had more sanity by that time. So, if you're just talking about like curiosity and seeing quarterback play, Culpepper's up there because. He was certainly a physical freak, and he was trucking linebackers long before Cam Newton was. But if you're talking about putting a guy in who was sort of the piece of the puzzle who got stripped out, it's Teddy. Dude, I found it. It's the 08 season. The 08 se- we think about 09, right? 09 had legendary Drew Brees coming into his own and you know Peyton Manning. And 08, 
in the NFC was mostly a disaster. You had Eli Manning was like, Eli Manning was coming off a Super Bowl championship, and the Giants with Eli Manning were the team to beat in the NFC, okay. which is like the least scary Super Bowl team of all time. Like that era Giants, much credit. You won two Super Bowls. You got hot twice in January. That's great. But this was your 2008 NFC. You had a 9-6-1 Eagles team at the end of that Donovan McNabb run, right? Yep. Because it was Donovan McNabb in 08, and then eventually... He started here, right? He came here in like 2011 or 12 or something, 11, right? yeah. So Ugh. that's the team that beat you in the playoffs that year. Yes. You had... Sante Samuel. You had a 12-4 and Carolina Panthers team in the NFC oh. South in 2008 with John Fox and Jake Delhomme as the starting quarterback. So again like you had two 12 and 4 teams in the NFC that year that were just not scary at all. The that, Carolina Panthers and the New York Giants. That okay? was Jared Allen's first year here, correct? Yes. Okay. And the team that came out of the NFC and played in the Super Bowl and almost won it. Do you remember who who represented Arizona? The Arizona Cardinals. In fact, I think the NFC Championship game was two wild card teams. I think both Philadelphia and AZ yes. were wild card teams. Now, uh, actually AZ was not a wild card okay. team, but they went nine and seven. They, they won the division at nine and seven. You had nine and seven versus nine six and one. AZ, Oof. I've never heard him refer to that before. And the team, the team that eventually won the Super Bowl was the Pittsburgh Steelers, which a good Pittsburgh Steelers good team, team. But that was a good Super Bowl. Yeah. But if you're telling me Dante Culpepper, like if you were to take that ten and six Vikings team with that defense and the Williams Wall and Jared Allen, et cetera, et cetera, Antoine Winfield, right, offensive line. And you replace Tavares Jackson and Gus Ferrat with a really good Dante Culpepper, still like 30 or 31 years old with no injury. That with, team could have won the Super with Bowl. With AP in the backfield, too. That team could have won the Super yes. Bowl. 08 team could have won the Super Bowl. I changed my answer. So you're saying Dante it's, Culpepper it been 2008? in 2008, if the knee injury never had happened, the Vikings would have won the Super Bowl. In I hate to say this. For, for as good a personnel uh, guy as as Longwell and Sage have told us that Brad was, I think they would have undermined Culpepper by not allowing him to play his game. I think could have been. I think because I think if you could've ask been. Dante to flat out be a West Coast quarterback, I don't think it works. That's where I think Teddy in seventeen. I I don't think if you were to flip out uh, QBs for two thousand and seventeen and put Teddy healthy, never busted his leg up, back in there, okay. And just take Case out. Case is the backup now. And Teddy plays that entire season. I think things play out almost identical to how they did with Case, except for what we're talking about is you get to the playoffs and and you never blow the lead against the Saints. So the, the Minneapolis miracle with Teddy Bridgewater never happens because you hold the lead the whole time and then you go to Philadelphia and eke out an ugly victory. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. 2008, I don't have faith. I don't have faith in the coaching staff to have done the right thing with Culpepper to leverage yourself to have the success. I also just took a look just one last time at the wide but receivers the on that 2008 team, and Bobby Wade led the team with 53 catches. Nobody could Burn, fair catch a punt like Bobby Wade. Burn, yeah. Immediately ball off the punter's foot. Fair catch. Fair catch. But you know what? He didn't fumble the damn thing, so they yeah. liked him. Bernard Berrien averaged 20 yards per reception yep. that season. He also had a 99-yard touchdown that That'll helped help. Help goose those stats. And then Sidney Rice was your number three wide receiver with Andre Allison catching 10 passes, too. So the wide receiver situation would have been dicey. And Vasante Shanko was kind of emerging, but uh, it would have been interesting. Is that Shanko's first year here or second year? Uh, I can't remember. His first year here, he was, I think it was mis- his second year. He was miserable, and then his his second, he became pretty damn good. And then Favre made him outstanding, of course, because he's Favre. And Shank had some 
Some yeah, good, another some asset. Front facing TV. Yeah. Towel Shank was never ever prouder of himself than in Detroit when he took the towel off. <laughs> he was so thrilled. That was his that the magical world saw, moment. That the world saw his manhood. Yeah. Nobody. I've never met a guy who was as proud about something as Shank right. was about that. Well, you know what? Having uh, good on him. Having seen Shank in his elements. I, wow. Good on him. He'd be proud too. And with that, I think we should call an end. <laughs> Alternate reality can stop Shank, right there. Shank already said it. We can Shank stop. Already we can stop. I never looked at that part of Shank. Well, I mean, it was on TV. It was on TV. I was in the stadium. I fortunately, by the time I got downstairs, the towel was on in full and, force. Uh, you he might have had pants on. By you that were point, in the though. stadium, and he was not in the pool. All right, that's Woo! Purple Daily here with Mackie, Judd, and Declan. Thanks for hanging out with us. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.